Have you ever thought about that while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb? I did. I actually bought two homes in Albuquerque that I Airbnb'd, and it was just an amazing investment, honestly, because, you know, as you are accruing value in your property, you are also making money on the Airbnbs. It's amazing. So your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila is a must-have. It's an award-winning tequila. It's infused with real juice, with real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. It's real. So you need like two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. Hey, um, you know how I'm always trying to keep my house parties exciting? New cocktails? <laughs> do you? Yeah. Okay, well, here's something that's going to flip the script. Okay. All right. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Yeah. yeah. Tell me more about this, right. Oliver Hudson. Yeah, 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila that's infused with juice from real fruits. You only need two to three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. Wait a minute. I think I know what brand you're talking about. You know why? Yeah. Because 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend. It's female founded. That's right. See? Sounds See like how I know? Something I can get behind. I know. Well, there's a good story behind that for sure. Listen, if you love tequila... You have to try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Kate Hudson. And my name is Oliver Hudson. We wanted to do something that highlighted our relationship. And what it's like to be siblings. We are a sibling rivalry. No. No, sibling rivalry. Don't do that with your mouth. <laughs> sibling rivalry. That's good. Ollie, are we gonna do an email episode? Let's do it. Let's emails. 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 Mm-hmm. We're gonna read some emails. Emails, emails. I feel like I'm definitely not going to cry because I'm in Serbia and like, (laughs) (laughs) when you're in Serbia, you don't really cry about things. This is true. You're very hardened. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough little city over here. A really cool, tough city. So, um, Um, I think I'm, I think I'm going to be good too, just because, you know, I'm back on medication, so I'm not going to cry. Oh, you are? (laughs) Yeah, it was gnarly. I went back on um, this other one called Trentelex, and I went back on Lexapro. It's just been it's been crazy. I'm trying to get right for this job. I need to like be able to function correctly, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Otherwise, okay. I'll just be like a mess, and people will be like, "What is wrong with this fucking guy on set?" Oh, jeez. All right. Well, good. Whatever you gotta uh, do, just I just well, want you to make sure you, you can sweat. Yeah, sweating's been good. Let's oh, good. See. Well, that's because you've been off the Lexapro. I know. 
I know. I know. All right. All right. One or the other. Sorry. All right. We got to go. Fuck my problems. It's one thing or another because it'll get you. The licks, the licks, the licks, the licks. I feel that one thing or another. That's my Lexapro song. Okay. Should I go first? Yeah, you go first. All right. Hi, Kate and Oliver. I want to start by saying I'm a huge fan of the podcast. And of both of you, your banter, empathy, and wit is a pleasure to listen to and laugh along with. For context, I'm 22 and the middle child of three. Some of my favorite episodes are the ones involving psychologists, psychiatrists, experts. The first episode I listened to involved birth order and its influence on personality. Although I never lacked or longed for more love from my parents, there's definitely a difference when it comes to middle children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Um, I found myself being more independent and relied on friendship over family at times. My younger sister was born very soon after me, and I've always been told to take care of her, include her, etc. When I was in college, I realized I carried a lot of anger and animosity towards my family members for this. I felt like I didn't get the childhood I should have because I never got to be a newborn toddler teenager by myself. It was always me and my sister. That's when I found your podcast. When I heard Jeffrey Kluger say one of the, for lack of a better, more accurate phrase, worst birth orders is boy, girl, girl, I felt slightly validated. There were definitely moments growing up I felt a lack of individuality. Family members, obviously not close ones, would mix up my name with my sisters and my mom would dress us in the same outfits, cute now, not cute then. I felt lost in a crowd and definitely acted in ways to grasp people's attention. I was always the entertainment at family functions, the one to make everyone laugh. I feel like now is a good time to clarify that I love my siblings and my childhood was filled with so many amazing memories. There is not enough room for all of them. Lisa Genova might disagree about the room thing. My older brother and I went from fist fighting as kids to confidants as young adults. My sister is a built-in best friend and one of the kindest people I've ever met. I'm so grateful for my siblings. We share memories, inside jokes, tears, and laughs that I can't even begin to explain to others. Even though I had a vastly different childhood than you and your amazing guests, I find myself relating to many of the stories. You have created an environment of honesty and love with your podcast and helped me learn things about myself and my relationships I likely never would have. Kate and Oliver, you've created gold with this podcast. And I just want to say thank you. Sending love and laughter to you both to you both. Maggie. Thanks, Maggie. Mm, thanks, I love Maggie. this. You know what else? I like she's so young. You know, she's 22. She's listening to our podcast. She's 22. And, you know, just probably out of, co- you know, graduated college or, you know, going yeah. into the workplace. And this is she's listening to the podcast. And I. It makes me think too, we really should get on more experts because there's just so many people to talk to about dynamics. I you know? know, we still haven't really talked to a child psychologist. I know. Well, then I'll cry. We should, <laughs> <laughs> we should talk to Dan Siegel. That would be know? awesome. Yeah. I don't know the middle, the middle child thing. It, it, it can go both ways. Like I, I just can only relate it to, I guess you and then Bodie who's my middle and, and, and nothing seems to be much different. At least he hasn't told me yet. You know, different than what? In Wild or Rio, meaning being the middle child and sort of having 
how middle children are parented typically cliched you know or the the but i don't feel like maybe i don't maybe i'm i'm conscious of that and and just don't do that i mean is he more independent probably well i think it's boy boy girl too so it's it's a little bit different yeah i i think i mean i think the middle middle children are usually sort of more independent and uh things co- like the, things come a little bit i mean usually easier mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah like school and and just because they were they especially if you're close in age to your older one i think you probably develop quicker yeah yeah because well, you're witnessing and you kind of want to be like older and play with the older kids and right right i mean Bodie's friends wilder's friends that's it i mean he doesn't have any of his own friends in aspen or in la or anywhere we go honestly <laughs> Well, then that's probably the issue that will end up coming up at some point. <laughs> You'll be like, I mean, I was fine with it, but the only reason why I didn't have any other friends is because nobody gave me opportunities to really like spend time right. with other people. And that's, they, hey, Bodie, <laughs> and I said, that's bullshit, Bodie. I asked you if you want to be with you all the time. And he said, no. So you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get in later. Okay. Dear Kate and Oliver, I recently found your podcast, but quickly caught up because I couldn't stop listening. My name is Jamie, and I'm three years. Jamie Mizrahi. <laughs> my name is Jamie, and I'm three years older than my older brother. We were close as kids, but as we got older, we chose different paths. He became a husband, a father, and a successful businessman. I became a gambling addict. For years, I tried to hide my addiction, but it didn't work. He moved off with his family and offered to move me four hours away to get to go to rehab and be closer to him. I repaid his generosity by stealing from him and his family. He offered to help me move back to my hometown and told me I could be around for his kids, but we were done as brothers. That was the wake-up call I needed. I haven't gambled in five years, and our relationship is on the mend. We both love baseball, and this pandemic offered us an opportunity to reunite through that. Even though now he lives 15 hours away, we texted every day about random baseball history to fill the void, we continue to text or talk each day about everything going on in our lives. In a way, I feel like I finally let my brother know me, the real me. Thank you both for giving us a glimpse into your relationship as siblings and helping us grow our own relationships, Jamie. Wow. Oh. Redemption. You know, so stealing's a tough one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because it's like addicts, you know, any kind of addict that needs money they just in the moment, it, like there's just no care. It's just about they they need to get that fix, and they don't think about the consequences. And it's 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 always nice like to hear stories where people work through it because it's so hard, you know. Success, you know. Let's just hope it stays. Ah, oh, gambling. Stays sober, so to speak, you know. It, gambling addiction must be so i mean it's all all addiction is but like so scary yeah yeah i mean it's funny at the end of the day you're it's just that rush it's that dopamine you know it's like that just boom that hit that you get when you win or you lose you know with gambling with sex with food with you know a lot of that stuff it's the same sort of kickoff that just keeps you coming back 
But like gambling addiction, you lose, you could lose, you can lose everything. You can lose the roof over your head. And then you get involved with people that could actually like hurt you. Like it's pretty scary, you know? That that is any addiction is tough, but hopefully they keep cruising. Hopefully their relationship continues to grow. Relapse, but it's also about his sibling, you know, looking at him and saying, hey, I know you have a problem. I'm going to keep giving you chances, at least with my children. You know what I mean? Like, he, he understands the importance of family. You and I can't have something right now because you've, you know, you have broken all trust. But now it seems like they're on the mend, so that's nice. Uh-oh. There's one more than a sad warning, Okay. Just don't read it. Don't cheat. I cheated a little. You're Sorry. cheating. Go. Am I doing right. it or are you doing it? No, you you do the little one, then I'll and then I'll I'll do the sad one. Do the one sad and one. Then, okay. then you can pick. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello, Oliver and Kate. I love your podcast. And when it was first announced you guys were doing a podcast, I was so stoked because I'm such a fan of both of you. Oliver, I feel like more people identify with you because I don't mean to offend but you seem like a regular chill guy how do you guys deal with being an aunt and uncle i struggle i have three wild kids and work full time and it takes all my effort to reach out to my siblings about their kids and to be frank i could do better how did you guys build relationships with your nieces and nephews any tips thanks Mm -hmm. heather from iowa this is great i love tips i'm going to be really honest about this one because when Ryder was little i leaned a lot on oliver because i was gone a lot Um, and, and, and then when I had Bing and I was sort of like, I mean, gone a lot. I I mean, like I can't, I can't spend more than like basically a week away from my kids. But if I was gone for a week or if I had like, there was a couple of times where I had to go for two weeks. I remember when Ryder was little, he would stay with you, Ollie, like you, Mm -hmm. you took Mm -hmm. Ryder a lot. And then anytime I was going through challenging transitional periods, Oliver, like really, was in there with the kids, with the boys. And um, so I kind of leaned heavily on Oliver and times where I wanted to feel like Ryder had a good familial presence and wasn't just, you know, left at home with, with uh, our nanny, even though she's, she's at this point, she's family, but I wanted Oliver to be there. I've got dads that are on the road. So Mm -hmm. Oliver sort of stepped in a lot there. And then, and then honestly, when I was home, Oliver sort of leaned on me when I was home to sort of go away with his wife. So mm-hmm. we sort of just like made the kids sleep in each other's in our house. We just sort of like forced it upon them, even though yeah. we weren't always together. Well, we were also we're so lucky, you know. I mean, I hope hopefully all of these um, you know nieces and nephews and cousins really love each other and love hanging out because our kids just love being with each other. So. Throwing them all into a pot, it works. You know, we don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, and and then and then honestly, we we could all call each other more. I mean that that we're we're the same. Like where we've been gone all summer, I've I've maybe seen the kids on Facetime twice. You know. Yeah, but 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 I was gonna say this. I was gonna say this. Yes, you're totally right. But at the same time, you know, speaking to to Heather, you know, the love is there. You know, I, I, I yeah, like the love will always be there. So if, if times get a little tough and you're working and I'm doing my thing and it just doesn't connect, 
it's okay, you know, because we know that the foundation is there and we, we, we don't skip a beat when we get back on the phone or when the kids are together. And by the way, our nieces and nephews are the cousins. They text each other and they yeah. FaceTime each other that we don't even know about. Um, yeah. And then Ryder, I text with Ryder, you know. Well, Ryder's like an adult. Yeah, full on, full on. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you're right. I mean, it is it is making time to at least reach out, you know, because we all have enough time in the day. There's always 20 minutes to sort of reach out, shoot a text, at least let them know that you're thinking about them and you're dealing with your own three crazy children, you know, because that's yeah. just a fact. Plus, three kids is a lot. I mean, we both have three kids like it's a lot of work, even when they're older. It's just like. One's doing one thing, the other one is just saying need that. And then you're trying to find time for yourself and you and your partner, and then you alone is like impossible. I mean, God, I mean, I was thinking the other day, when was the last time I spent an entire day and night by myself? Yeah. Like I don't even know. Yeah. So I feel like this is the time when you're like in it. You're just in it. It's like you gotta just ride with it <laughs> and yeah. just be okay doing the best you can. Right, because things shift. Like you get the kids get older, the nephews, the nieces, the cousins, they get older, and then relationships change. I mean, my relationship to Ryder now is far different than it was even three years ago. You know what I was thinking too, um, Heather from Iowa. I was thinking that th there's this thing that I do sometimes in work that I find really helpful. And it's when I'm thinking of something, I write it down. It, I read this book, I forget what it's called. It's like getting things done, literally. I think that's what it is. I think it's literally called getting things done. <laughs> the GTD method. <laughs> and and he, he says something really great, which is there's a collection tool thing that I put on my, I call it the collection tool. And whenever I think mm. of something, I write it down immediately or I dictate it into my notes. And I put it in one area and then when I have time, I'll go through it and I'll realize that there are some things that I, I don't even need to do. Like, oh, get the heart socks that I saw in the window. It's like, I don't need those. So I'll cross it off. But then there's things that I really want to do. And in moments where I have nothing, where I'm sort of do, ch chilling out, if I put down, call my nephews, I'll call mm -hmm. my nephews. He says our brains are terrible assistants. Mm -hmm. and that we need to write it down so that we can ha not have anxiety over it. So maybe that's what you need. Maybe you just need to have a collection tool area where you write the things out that you're thinking, and then you should write in there when you're thinking about calling the kids, just think, call my nieces and nephews. And then let it go because you're busy. And then when you come back to your collection tool, you'll see it. And then you'll, you'll have the time to just do it right away. I like that. Then you can, then you can buy those heart socks in the window. <laughs> I say cross the heart socks off. Just saying. Okay. Um, okay. Sad warning, Ollie. All right, I'm going to go in. I'm going in. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to get out early. Hiya, Kate and Oliver. Let's see if the three of us can get through this email without crying. Probably not. Oh, I'm, no. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it. Watch this just shit. set us up. Watch this shit. Watch it. I'm the only girl and the middle child. She, she uh oh. Here we go, yeah. Kate. Sandwiched between my two amazing brothers. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. I'm already crying. <laughs> they have been the one constant in my life, the ones 
no matter what have been and will always be the men in my life. We grew up very poor and our father wasn't a strong presence in our lives. My older brother is the calm, steadfast one who had to take on the role of dad and would give our mom his paychecks from his first job to help ends meet. My younger brother marches to the beat of his own drum and is truly the baby of the family in the best of ways. Both of my brothers <clears throat> supported me immensely while I was divorced, single mom putting myself through grad school. They have stepped into their father role for my own son when his dad did not. My son just graduated high school and was only allowed to invite very few guests due to COVID. My son placed both of my brothers at the top of the list immediately. When our mom was diagnosed with cancer, I moved into a large home so that she would have her own room and could come live with me so that I could take care of her. I was working two jobs as a single mom and had no idea I would be able to afford a more expensive house or to take time off work, to take her to appointments, etc. My brother stepped up and between the three of us, we gave our mom the most care and love we could. Just after her diagnosis, my dad's ex-wife called to tell me he wasn't doing well and that I should call him. I hadn't spoken to him in probably a year. We talked and I told him mom has cancer and I could hear the sadness in his voice. Three weeks later, I had taken my mom to do her PET scan when I received a call. My father had died. I couldn't even process this because I was with my mom during a very scary appointment. She asked what was wrong and I told her dad had died. She immediately started crying. I decided then I needed to focus on supporting her. So I pushed all feelings about my father's death aside. It took me years to start to mourn the relationship that never was and never would be. Six months later, my brothers and I were all there holding my mom's hand as she passed away in my home. I will never forget the sound of my little brother wailing just outside the door a few minutes later. We three have been through so much in our lives, and I don't know how much, but I know this much is, but I know this much is true. We would never have made it through without each other. I've watched in awe at the father of my older brother has become to his third children, his three children, truly the father we never had, a world-class dad. I continue to be proud of my younger brother as I watch him navigate the world on his terms. I'm grateful to my mom for giving us to each uh, for giving us to each other and for teaching us how to love. I would be lost without them. Thank you for highlighting sibling relationships and think your podcast reminds us all to treasure what we have in our siblings, the good and the bad. They are the people who know you the best in this world. And I hope that some relationships are mended through the stories that are shared on the podcast. Kate, you have the best laugh. Your optimism and loving personality is soothing. Oliver, your recent episode with your wife was amazing. So many people refuse to grow and learn about themselves. You have an incredible wife and I love your ability to go deep. Carry on. All my best, Lindsay. Oh, I wow. love that. Ollie, you made it through. I got teary. I got very teary, but you uh, made it through without breaking. I had to disconnect. I, did, I had to disconnect. There was too many personal things in there, you know. For well, me. it's so interesting because it sounds so similar, you know, and, and yeah. especially like, you know, me for me talking about her brother with this being like a world-class dad to her, to his three children and amazing because it's not always like that. You know, sometimes we, those things are, you know, repeated, mm -hmm. unfortunately, but in this case, it sounds like they really all that the mother was really 
quite the glue. And yep. yep. Uh, and then, and then, you know, the father passing away and, you know, there's a connection there with, you know, even with our dad, it's like, you know, I mean, when that day comes, where are we at with that? You know, I mean, that was part of the reason why I want to connect a little bit, you know, it's like, yeah, well, it's going to happen. And will there be regrets? But how about losing your both parents six months? You know, that's, that's hard. That's so hard. Just, know. you know, it's interesting too how that one side, one grieving, grieving one parent aside, you know what I mean? Because to, to do both just wasn't a possibility for her because she had to take care of her mom. So, you know, she had to push it off, sort of grieving her father's death. Um, well, I hope that she's had the time to grieve, Lindsay. I hope, I hope you've taken that. I mean, I always say like, I don't know. Everyone always goes through this sort of grieving process and these differently. And it's so different for everybody. Like I I just, you never know how you're going to handle it. All I'm saying is when I say, I hope you've taken the time to grieve. What I'm saying is I hope you feel good. I hope you're feeling and doing exactly what you need to be doing. Um, But I sometimes find that when people are feeling loss or dealing with anything with loss that everyone has some sort of advice, like what they should be doing Mm -hmm. when in fact, like everyone just needs to leave them alone. It's like, (laughs) can you just leave me alone, please? Like I just, I'll deal with this how I need to deal with it. I'll ask for help if I need it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lindsay, thank you for sharing. Okay. Go ahead. Hey, Kate and Oliver, I wanted to reach out and say thank you so much for making me laugh so often. I am a 33-year-old wife and mother of two sweet kids. My daughter turned three on July 19th and my son will turn five on August 19th. I've been listening to Sibling Revelry for the last seven months now. Some of my favorite episodes are with Fortune Feimster, Bert Kreischer, the McConaughey brothers, and of course, the self-help episodes like the one with Dr. Joe Dispenza, etc., I was diagnosed with stage two invasive breast cancer seven and a half months ago and have gone through surgery, chemotherapy, and now hormone therapy with one more surgery in three weeks. Your sibling rapport, your laughs, jokes, and Oliver's jingles keep me smiling and laughing through the hard times. I've actually laughed out loud in my oncologist's office waiting room while listening to the Burt Kreischer episode. And it was in that moment that I realized how good it is to keep laughing while I move through and heal after such a devastating diagnosis. Laughter is such a powerful medicine. So thank you so much. Thank you both so much from the bottom of my heart, mm. Kayla. Kayla, what you brave, brave woman, way to go. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of those things. And, and I know you've heard this, like as a woman, I've had multiple friends, multiple people in my life with breast cancer. Um, our grandmother had breast cancer, you know, this is, you know, one of those terrible things and you're going to get through it. And you're right. Laughter is like the best medicine ever. Yeah. Yes. That's just so true. It's just so true. And I know you probably hear this, but like anybody going through that and it's just, you know, what your, your courage is inspiring to everybody. That's just, that's just the truth. And, and to like laugh through it is the best. Um, it actually is scientifically healing. Um, no, I know. It, 
you even talk about that because I haven't, I was thinking about this. I've thought about it a few times, actually. I haven't had one of those big ass crazy laughs in, yeah. a, in a long time, you know, and I notice, you know, it's like, wow, I haven't like had that, like, can't breathe laugh. Belly laugh. Going to pee in my pants. I well, can that. I tell you, can I tell you what happened to me? And, 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 um, Kayla, I hope you'll appreciate this. I reunited with Catherine Hahn on this movie. Um, mm-hmm. We're shooting Knives Out right now. And Catherine and I did How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days together, but it was her first movie. So How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days was her first movie. Mm -hmm. And we were able to like, I mean, she was at Ryder's baby shower. Like we were really close for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And then our careers just like took us in different places. And we, we, we really didn't keep in touch, which was like, which is honestly will never happen again now. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't laughed this hard. In so long, <laughs> yeah, I so- Oliver, Oliver, and but but it's yeah. also like like you can laugh with somebody and someone's funny, but you can know someone's humor and like feel it and like laugh so hard that it's uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. And I've had like two. We both Catherine and I have had two laughs that were like on our knees, funny, and mm-hmm. and one of them made me pee in my pants, and I haven't done that. <laughs> I'm not kidding. There was alcohol involved. It was a tinkle. It was more of a tinkle, not a pee. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, we were walking, we went to Italy together and we were walking from a restaurant out in the wilderness to our rooms. Mm. And we had been cocktailing and she just did something that was so damn funny. And I literally tinkled. Mm. I could not, I couldn't control it. Cause I had to go. <laughs> so I couldn't control it. I'm like, no, stop. And Oh, it's just the best. But you're right. And then I realized I haven't laughed that hard in so long. Yeah. Important. Oh, and then we had a really, we had a really big laugh. What was our big laugh, honey? That was so funny that we couldn't stop laughing. There was one where we just, we were laughing so hard. I think it had something, I I must've like. Were we in bed? I don't know, but something happened and it was just so funny. <laughs> and I hadn't seen Danny laugh that hard. I also think it might be really good for sex because there's something about laughing and like when you feel like like your your body it it does something to your endorphins or something mm-hmm. that like makes you feel light like lighter and more like maybe it does something to your testosterone levels or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. There's something. Yeah. Well, when 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 it's when Aaron and I when it like just connects on that other level. And then we both finished and we both start like hysterically laughing, like, oh, my God, it was like, how's that possible? How is it possibly that good? I wonder if there's a connection with sex and laughter. There's got to be somewhere. I wonder if it like fires in the same part of the brain or something. It just depends the context, because if you pull your pants down and then, you know, she starts laughing at you, then (laughs) (laughs) then you've got problems. <laughs> I mean, but do you, or does that become like the greatest icebreaking right. moment of all time? <laughs> because I want to be with the guy that if he does that and I laugh, he laughs. Right. He's like, I know. Right. I mean, uh, no, but genetic. it's not, I mean, obviously you're not laughing at, you know, something <laughs> you're not laughing at something you're laughing at like the moment of something, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. 
like something strikes you funny about the moment of like a guy of them pulling down their pants. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, well that anyway, Ugh. Kayla, Kayla, thank you. And Oh, there's one more. Um, hi Kate and Oliver. My name is Vicky and I'm from Slovakia. First of all, I want to thank you for all you do. I don't have siblings, but I have a big family, so I don't feel alone. Because of your podcast, I found out that I experienced almost every sibling experience with my cousins. Thank you again, and sorry for my English. It's not my first language. Love, Vicky. P.S. Don't try to guess where Slovakia is. Nobody knows. Well, a few things. We, I think, yeah, I got. I know where Slovakia is, and your English is great. What are you talking about? Yeah, You're- there's said like nothing wrong with this English, v- yeah. Vicky. It's perfect. Two, Slovakia, Slovenia. M- my mother-in-law spent a month in Slovenia, which I'm assuming is very close to Slovakia. It could be thousands of miles away. I would have no idea. Maybe it just sounds sounds the same. She was Vicky- right. Vicky. Have- no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, oh, she was saying that she feels like she has a very sibling experience with her cousins. And yes. And I, I you know, our, our kids are really close. And I would say that at times it does feel, especially when we're together a lot, very siblingy, more siblingy than cousiny. Agreed. Totally agree. I mean, that's not. We don't have that, you know, with, with our cousins, but I think our kids for sure have a sibling well, experience. Dave might feel kind of offended by that, but that's fine. Dave doesn't know what a podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> um, my uncle Mike, Uncle Mikey probably listens to our podcast every once in a while. Maybe. Oh my God, Michael. <laughs> we have the best cousins ever. They're oh so God. funny. They are. And, um, well, my name. Okay. Oliver, right. I Yay. love you. I love you too. I love you so much. Sibling Revelry is executive produced by Kate Hudson and Oliver Hudson. Producer is Allison Breslin. Editor is Josh Windish. Music by Mark Hudson, a.k.a. Uncle Mark. If you want to show us some love, rate the show and leave us a review. This show is powered by Simplecast. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. 
bostonproper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit bostonproper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.